It's Renegade Coach, we in the motherfucking building. My name is Kalanji Jabachanga, a.k.a. The Riot Start, alongside my man. Kamal K. Franklin. Kamal K. Franklin, not to be confused with his twin brother, Mr. Dr. Sean King. Oh, anyway, already we started. In the place to be, in the place to be for the first time. First time. For the first time, ladies and gentlemen, we have Juan Valdez is here. Two, He's two, in the building, a.k.a. The Ear Doctor. The Ear Doctor, What's If you y'all? check his poncho, <laughs> yo, this motherfucker is defying the laws of culture. I know, He has yo. a poncho. From Mexico, uh-huh. and he has a fucking hat from goddamn the south side of Jamaica, <laughs> Queens, that is. He got you know some what I'm blood sneakers on. He do got some throwing a super went over there. And, and his outfit, outfit matches his gum, so it's, it's perfect. Outfit sure. definitely <laughs> matches his gum. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sunny Yellow. Yo, Sunny Yellow. Yes. <laughs> Alongside we him, we Mr. got. Server, of oh, course. Okay, okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I like that. I can't even disturb after saying that. Last week I had to get on you because y'all was trying to play the guard. But this week you all right, brother. Nope. I ain't got no beef with you. We good? We good, brother. All right, That'll last for like another 25 seconds before we Probably. get back into some other beef. <laughs> Just about that. Yo, so we, go, we had a good week. Everybody had a good week. We had a very good week. You know what I'm saying? And we got some new Patreon folks. Yeah. Some Definitely patrons, new. Hey, yo. Patreons of yo, the listen, arts, listen, you know listen, what I'm saying? Listen, listen, listen. What up, what up? The Patreon supporters. Yes. We love them. We do. They, that's our people, you know? Because, because yeah. they, they're saying to us, yes. they're saying, you know what? Yes. We appreciate your efforts. Now, don't get it twisted. Yeah. We got a little bit of Patreon money. No, I'm saying, not yet. However, but. however, those of you who are supporting us, we are seriously grateful. Yep. Because of the fact that you're saying to us that we have something that you want to hear, yeah. that you want to see. So we, we're thankful yeah. for that. And we're so thankful that yes. for our $5 and above uh-huh. Patreon supporters, yes. we want to give some shout-outs, we as we shout promised, outs. you know what I'm saying, yes. part of our yes. tears. So first shout-out goes to my man Randolph Carr. Uh, he gave a $5 uh, monthly Patreon sponsor. Brother, we want to thank you. Uh, Randolph Carr. Mr. Carr is looking. on Black Men Build, like Black an Men organization that's okay. trying to sweep the nation, you know what I'm saying? Wait, hold it. Before you say, what up? I don't think we should give the, the, the amount of the donations because of the fact that, you know, they might be giving from their heart. Well, well, we don't give a fuck about that. Okay. If they get five dollars or more, <laughs> uh-huh. they get a shout out. No, no, I'm just saying oh, if oh. they get five or twenty-five. Oh, so don't do that part. You say. Oh, oh, do all right, that. Right. Thank, thank you, Randolph Carr. You know what I'm saying. Thank you, brother. You know, I, we don't want to be like Umar Johnson. We know you gave five dollars. Get more Let's. next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who else we got? That's we got because we got a bunch of names to run through. Who we got? We got uh, April Taylor. April Taylor. Shout out to April Taylor. And we got uh, Danielle. Puccio. Puccio. Danielle Puccio. Daniel Puccio. Shout out to my man Daniel Puccio. And I got a couple of more too. Okay. Our brother and somebody who often comes on the show, brother Jared Ball. Dr. Jared Ball Dr. coming Jared through. Ball Jared. Light skin okay. privilege, your twin. That's right. Hey, light skin in the house, big. Hey, hey, yo, wait, how they had? Remember on TV they had uh, uh, in Living Color, and uh-huh. they had the two brothers and shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You had the one brother that was getting slapped around, the other uh-huh. brother with the briefcase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna tell you which one come out. Uh-huh. But anyway, good looking out, Jared. Go ahead, Doctor Jared Ball. That was a lot. He went through a lot for that. I probably did. <laughs> yo, okay. and my brother from another mother from okay. New York. I was the best man at his wedding. He was the best man in my man. Is my he wedding. still married? Yes, we both still married. Okay, more What's than I name? can say for present company, including oh, my man, oh, oh, oh. Ronald Chala Edwards. He gave some, I, I, some dough. I, I, I am married. Yeah. yeah. To, but anyway, what's his name? Ronald who? Ronald Chala Edwards. Ronald Chala Edwards. You keep looking at his name like you forgot the mother. Well, because I want to, because he got you his married name up in there too. Yeah, so I want to get everybody up in there. So his name is Ronald Edwards. Who you got, bro? Who you got? 
Huh? Is he related to T'Challa? You mean wah, like the Black Panther? No, he related to Juan Valdez, like the, <laughs> your fucking Even the overcoat. Mexicans are saying, can you take that shit off? Please. Yeah, like, please. It ain't even Mexicans from it's Guatemala. It's Native American. Native American. Oh, my Afro. Native American looking Afro indigenous. That's right. Thank you. you know what I mean? Shout out to Rob Love. Rob uh, Love. Serves twin Afro brother. Indigenous. Yes. Who you, got? Who you got, brother man? Uh, listen, shout out to Leah Boggs. Leah Boggs dropped some dough on us. That's a good Thank you very much, Leah Boggs. Always you. supporting our joint. Mm -hmm. And Kevin. Kevin didn't give a last name. Kevin, like, look, just in case you motherfuckers being followed <laughs> by the feds, like Infact or choo, Infuck, choo, whatever them clowns' name is. Uh, what's your man named Grandmaster? Who? Grandmaster J. Grandmaster J. You just got arrested. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, shout out to Kevin. Whoever Kevin is, we thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. So, again, y'all can go to Renegade, Crew Renegade Culture. Crew Renegade Culture. If y'all want to donate. Yes. Y'all want to support. On Patreon. On Patreon. Yes. We got special clips up there, uh -huh. outtakes. Yes. Uh, we're going to soon have a mixtape up there, a lot of uh, other shows and an archive. You can only find that on Patreon. And so come out with your support. And we're going to do live Q&As because of the yep. fact we want to talk to the people. We don't want to just have a situation where we coming up here talking and shit like we know everything, cracking jokes. Because I know some of y'all don't really like our jokes, but we don't even give a fuck whether you like oh, our God jokes damn, or not. We're going to say what the fuck we want to say. True. This is renegade culture. That's and, right. And, 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 and some of y'all hate our shit. Some of you watch the shit uh -huh. just to hate it. What? Some of you actually love our shit. Huh? But for the people that love to hate it, uh -huh. listen, we're going to keep, keep giving you plenty of material. Keep watching. Keep watching. We're going to keep playing, giving plenty of material. Okay, what, we, what, what we got going on in there? Exactly. So tonight, tonight we got a special brother in the house. A special brother. A special is brother. Is he okay? He ain't no ordinary brother. He's no ordinary. Brother. You know what, what type saying? of brother is? We're in Atlanta. He's a special brother. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Special like Ed? Special like Ed. Or education. My brother Omawali Africa. Omawali Africa. This brother right here. Listen. Yeah, what's up? Let me tell you, motherfucker, son. Uh oh. Renegade culture. Uh huh. Right? We've had people come from Alabama. True. Right now, I go on record saying that this is the first time, this is the furthest mm -hmm. someone's come. To be on Renegade Culture, this brother came all the way from Philadelphia, from Word. the city of brotherly love. Although I don't think it's confirmed that he came just for us. It's very confirmed. Oh, yeah, fuck my bad. Fuck it. Fuck you, Tony. Only for us. My bad. Okay. Fuck. Hey, listen, I don't want to be disrespectful, but whoever the fuck other show he's going to be on, they good, but they ain't fucking Renegade Culture. They ain't Renegade Culture. I'm sorry. And I know some of y'all might, you know, you're friends, you're friendly and all that. Don't fuck with us because, you know what I'm saying, we still the dudes. So, anyway. True. So, brother Omar he's here to talk about a documentary. Uh huh. And to talk, we want to further this discussion around the black misleadership class. Okay. Um, uh, sort of these liberals who are trying to lead our folks astray. We'll get into that. Yes. Uh, so when we come back, it's going to have that. And then our third segment, we're going to have a what the fuck segment. And our oh, musical oh, guest is going to be. What? Fuck. And who's the musical guest? Musical guest is going to be Tiffany Good, jazz artist extraordinaire, Tiffany Good. Okay. Ooh. The brother said Tiffany Good. Good. Yeah. And that, that was the shortest. Props that you gave any artists. Usually, like, this person's been <laughs> nominated for 87 Grammys and 36 <laughs> BT Awards. That's because it's just the intro. Now, when it's time for her to really perform, that's what I can give you. There you go. There you, you go, yo. You're not Chief Longwin like you. Let's Ooh. get it. Guys. Ooh. Ooh. So, on that note, save your reply. Renegade Coach will be back, yo. Yeah. Girl. Ooh, you look fine. I wanna do I get busy, you keep my body busy Every time I get near you, I want to act like a grizzly bear You got long hair, you play hard to get it, but Africa does not care I'm the rap promoter, I start to motor oh, yeah. Talk from New York, York to South Dakota Ginger ale or a root beer soda Never, Never get, get the girl with the, the I know I'm older oh, ho, ho, ho. 
Yes, Minister Service and Builder. Shout out to Biz Marquis. Biz Marquis. Nobody beats the Biz. Nobody beats the Biz. Yes. He was in the hospital recently, right? Uh, I think he yeah. still is. You should oh, go check him bad. out. See what's going on. Go check him out. What guy look like? I'm not I his mean, cousin or some shit. Biz like used to fucking <laughs> babysit for you. Oh, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, people don't know that Biz used to breastfeed Kamal. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and Kamal is the reason he made that song. You. You got what I need. <laughs> stretching this joke out. Just a yeah, bit but I was man. telling people because they don't know. No, you. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Wait a minute, but you, I mean, we, we were talking about this a little earlier in the show. Our man gave oh, us a little. All the cussing he's doing. Yeah, all the cussing you're doing. Oh, yeah. So do you want to you address cussing, that? Colorful language, bro. Why don't you address that? Language. Thank, thank you, brother. You know what I'm saying? What white people do. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. um, sisters, brothers, oh. boys, girls, and others. We are, we are, we are, um. You know, in 2021, yes. we are blessed to have, let me take my glasses off so oh, I can tell you about this. In 2021, we are blessed to have the opportunity to be mm. on television and radio. True. That's true. right, ladies and gentlemen, the opportunity to be on what? Radio television and, TV. and television. Okay, so this man said, Relevision and television. Relevision? Relevision and radio. Relevision and That's why he's on the back. That's why he's on the back. That's why he's on the back. He's on the back. He's on the back. He's on the the man said, "Relevation in Tadio." Right. Anyway, so we, we we're blessed to have that opportunity. So um, you know, a man Kamal. I mean, not Kamal, the ear doctor. Yes. Yes. All the, the yellow dudes look alike, apparently. All so yellow dudes look alike, uh, especially with yellow glasses and teeth. Yep. Um, so <laughs> you know, the man was saying, "Look, you know, so much colorful language. We have to edit it, and as we're editing it for these broadcasts, it sounded like welcome to Renegade Culture, where." And then beep, and then beep, beep, beep. So, so he suggested that I slow down and cursing. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do, because we want to listen to you, the mm -hmm. listeners, the viewers, and we want to give you the opportunity to say whether or not I should slow down on the cursing and the colorful language, uh -huh, uh -huh. or should I go the fuck off? Uh -oh. Because right. me being the riot star yep. I am, yep. it's necessary for me to go the fuck off. But I respect my brother, mm -hmm. the air doctor, with his deaf ass. So, you know, he's sitting over here like Helen Keller's son. Mm -hmm. um, I respect him and I appreciate the fact that he's taking his time to edit what it is we need edited. So I want to give you all the opportunity to let us know. So comment <coughs> either on YouTube or SoundCloud, SoundCloud yeah. or whatever, and we appreciate let it. Let us know if Kalaji curses too much. Let us know if I curse too much. And if, if you say we do, huh? or you say I do, we're a team. We're a team. If you say I do, then I'm going to slow down. Yep. But if you don't, you're going to curse up a mother I'm going to say, storm. fuck, shit, uh -huh. damn. What else I'm going to say? That's enough, B. Okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm so, just saying. You got to edit this shit too. You, <laughs> you just said shit yourself. Exactly. Man. So anyway. See? So we got, we got a serious show tonight. So I want to get Very to serious. Because we have a great guest on who came all the way from Philadelphia. All the way from the city of brotherly love. So <laughs> we, have, we have brother Omuwali Africa, who is a Garveyite, grassroots institution builder, and over 15 years of student and community organizing experience. Omawali has served the local Philadelphia community in a variety of roles, including the former president of the Marcus Garvey UNIA and is an anti-violence activist with the Men United for Better uh, Philadelphia. And then lastly, he currently serves as the Vice Shinuti. Still got it? All right, all right. Damn, okay. I'm good tonight. Okay. Well, the Philadelphia chapter of Afrocentricity. Afro that one I would fuck up. No, you're good. International. That'd be something. And he oversees youth programming. 
Brother Mawali, we want to thank you for coming on, brother. That was, that was perfect. So, I'm going to hire you. I usually am. I usually the man said he's going to hire you. I'm going to bring, 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 you, bring you with me on the road. So you I, can. I like that. Oh, I was like, man. bring you off a little bit. So, so he'll be like an in-house Sean King. Oh, God damn. Cool. Then the game on the road. But anyway, so my brother Omawali is here to talk uh, about several things that's happening in the larger black community. Okay. Um, one of the most important things, though, is that he has a new documentary that's been released. It's called Un-American Dilemma, The Question of Black Loyalty in the 2020 Election. Yeah. Mm. So we want to ask, by starting off, actually to talk a little bit uh, about what that document, documentary is about and what made you want to do it. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I uh, appreciate the Air Doctor, you know, Brother Kamal, Brother Kalanji, and my, my older brother over there. I didn't already forgot your name. But That's I okay. Way older. He's very old. Me, Don't worry about having it. Having me on the show yep, uh, yep. today. And just really quick. So the documentary, um, The Un-American Dilemma, um, is a documentary that I came up because I wanted to essentially create a time capsule that would capture uh, this moment in our political history. Um, I felt as though going into the 2020 election, this is probably perhaps the most divided moment that we've seen in the history of black America politically over the past 150 years. Mm -hmm. um, and when I look back over that long history, um, there have been moments where um, entries have been made that have meant something for the future. Right, so if we look back to 1964 when Malcolm X did the ballot of the bullet, it was in a political year during an election season. I wanted us to have something for our generation mm -hmm. that could essentially, 20 years from now, somebody could look back to this moment and have something that would allow them to make sense of this entire moment. Mm -hmm. um, so the uh, inspiration, it was drawn from the fact that I was listening to a broadcast from another brother from Philly um, who I would say you know, I had some respect for. Um, and in the middle of the broadcast, he came out of his mouth and said that, you know, any black person that isn't voting for Joe Biden, uh, any black person that isn't voting for the Democrats is a race traitor, Ooh, right? He wow. said this on the radio, right? He, say, he said that we're uh, cultural traitors if we didn't want to vote for uh, Joe Biden, right? And just hearing that language and, you know, the amount of division that I saw playing out in the election, mm -hmm. it kind of like inspired me to want to do something. So right, right at that moment, I said, I know... We need to historicize this moment because the challenge that we have in, in black society is oftentimes our, politi our politics are on a four-year shot clock, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we can't see any further than four years ahead of us or four years um, behind us, right? So what I said is I want to, you know, uh, elongate the timeline that we look at, right, and have this conversation about, you know, folks calling folks traitors and mm -hmm. calling folks seditious. And the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, Garvey was called a traitor. You know, Du Bois was called a, tra a traitor. Uh, Paul Robeson was called a traitor, right? So I thought of um, this text, um, An American Dilemma, uh, the, Negro, the Negro Question in Modern Democracy, right? So the title for the film is actually a play on this text. Um, and then the second text that inspired it was um, uh, Theodore Cornweebel's text, Investigate Every Everything, Federal Efforts to Compel Black Loyalty During World War I. Mm -hmm. So this notion of black America's um, <clears throat> allegiance and black folks within the United States being called un-American, mm -hmm. I wanted to tease that out um, in a documentary. So I'll stop there and yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we can, we can so, engage because there's more I definitely want to weigh in on. So this brother, he, uh, he came out of his mouth, like you said, basically paraphrasing Joe Biden himself because Joe Biden yeah. said on the uh, Breakfast Club, if, if you ain't voting for me, then you're not black, mm -hmm. right? So dude took that shit to the heart, right? You care to say his name? Because you know a renegade. Yeah, yeah, the man. brother. The brother's name is brother Michael Cord. Uh, Michael Cord. Michael Cord. Ah, yeah. we, it's funny, because he, he's over at uh, the Temple, yep. right? 
Well, he's at, I don't know if he's in, still at Temple. He's definitely at WURD. Um, and when he said this on his broadcast, he says it with a picture of Malcolm X, like, right over his shoulder. You know, and, he, call, and he, you know, he calls himself a son of Nat Turner. And I'm like, man, you calling black people traitors for not voting? Like, then how do, how do, we, how do we get from there to, uh, you know, this is almost like, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the brother's name who wrote the book um, Black Power from, uh, from uh, Stokely to Barack Obama? It's like, how do you, how do, how do you, how do you make... Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, do you, how do you go from... Nat Turner to, to yeah. Joe Biden, like the two. Well, isn't that well, isn't that the dilemma we do face, right? We got too many black folks who are using radical language, radical themes, radical pictures, radical history to justify us or or, or trying to pigeonhole us into voting for liberal Democrats as if that's the ultimate in terms of obtaining freedom for us. Absolutely. Yeah, I refer to that as slave-catching activity. So mm -hmm. I, I think what happens is as the black masses kind of gets riled up and starts to move away from the Democratic Party and reform politics, um, the black elite or those who've been put in front of us as leadership, they start to try to change their language to get back in front of where the masses are going. So they, they, they try to speak a bit more radically, right, to get that leadership back. And the goal is, okay, once I have your attention, is to point you back to the plantation. So, yeah, I refer to that as slave catching. That particular brother, is, uh, I know he was a professor of hip hop over at Temple at one point. We visited his class maybe about 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because of the fact that I really can't say that I'm surprised at uh, different individuals when it comes to um, their, their choice of, 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 of politics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because of the fact that many of our people operate off of a narrow nationalism type program. And this is one of those important moments where we have to uh, show the contradictions between um, culture and politics. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the fact that just because you're cultural don't mean that you're politically mm -hmm. astute. You know what I'm saying? A lot of folks get caught up in the whole cultural nationalism thing, but they get lost. And then we're sitting there like, did this motherfucker just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your film, you, you're saying that, OK, that inspired. That was one of the things that inspired the whole play on words. Um, how has it been received? I know that, um, you know, 2020 had been a very busy year for you. I know you had the whole RBG 100 centennial thing, which mm -hmm. Kamau and I, amongst many others, participated in. It was a phenomenal event. One of the best events that I participated in, in this year. And then you follow it up with, uh, with this film. Um, how has it been received amongst your peers? It's been, uh, so for my peers, everyone who's checked it out so far, like has had nothing but very um, high praise, you know, for, for the production. Um, and it's funny, right? So when we created this project, like we knew that it would serve as like a piece of propaganda, right? We had in our mind that this would be something that could serve as like an organizing tool, right, for political education. Mm -hmm. But we were under no false pretense that this project would be able to compete with $14 billion, oh, yeah. you know, in spending that was, you know, spent to capture the minds of our people. Right. But one of the things that we were absolutely certain about is that using this project, we could start a conversation to help people reach some um, astute political conclusions that we had in mind from the very beginning, right? So for one, uh, we wanted to A, highlight the crisis that's playing out in black America that no political candidate is speaking about. The first being the forced migration that's happening in our communities, meaning mm -hmm. our people are being you know, dispossessed of their homes, being pushed out. We have this housing and homelessness crisis that's playing out all across black America. 
and the second being the economic devastation, right? We wanted to drum that up because nobody was speaking to that as, it, as it's playing out in our community right now. I think that there's a reason why reparations has you know, reached a fever uh, pitch right now in this moment because so many people who have not been um, politically dialed in have attached themselves to that particular idea because of the suffering they see playing out in our community. And they realize that only some type of mass-based uh, transformation or redistribution can alleviate the things that are happening in our community, right? So that was the, the first you know, part of it. The second thing is I wanted people to see this system as illegitimate, right? I wanted them to feel um, that they were right in their desire not to vote or not to participate in this election. Because I think in order for you to be politically educated, the first conclusion that you have to reach is that the system that we you know, operate within is illegitimate. Because once you reach that conclusion, then it opens you up so that you can organize for true transformation and you understand that that transformation will never come via a vote or any of these you know, reform-type politics that the black elite um, is pushing on us. Right? And then the third thing that we wanted to do with the documentary is speak to this division playing out between the black masses and the black elite. You, know, you heard you know, Barack Obama you know, say, hey, if you could die a little bit quieter, you know, we wouldn't mm -hmm. lose as many votes. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this, this, this notion that you know um, the black elite sees themselves as vested in this American redemption project, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they are using kind of like the blood and political energy of our people to further this project, but it's coming at the expense of our people. So I wanted to create a project that would give our people a tool, mm -hmm. um, some political defense. So when someone comes to them and says, why aren't you voting? Or why are you talking about not voting? They can have a set of tools that they can point to and say, these are the reasons why I'm not voting. But not only am I not voting, it doesn't mean that I'm sitting on my hands. This is what I'm doing instead of not voting. You We're gonna come back to you. We're, we're sitting here with Omawali Africa, who's visiting us from the city of brotherly love, mm -hmm. Philadelphia for all you uh, bubbleheads that don't nope. know. Um, uh, he is a filmmaker now. Yep. And he has a, the new documentary, uh, Un-American Dilemma. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a powerful piece. We're talking to him, we're gonna chat about a number of different things. When we come back, I wanna ask you about an interview, a recent interview that I saw with Tamika Mallory at TMZ uh, in regards to sexism and racism. We'll be back, renegade culture. Damn. We'll get it fucked up. I just wanna dance with you. Come on, yeah. come on. I just wanna dance with you. Come on, come on. I just wanna hold you close. To all the girls I loved before. I like that. You stretching the horizons, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good. We had to go. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, last week we had my man Lou Rawls over here. Choose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 and it makes you. You will never find. True that. True. He's singing about Naga shirt. Another shirt like mine. We're good. Yo, so yeah, we back with old brother Omawali Africa with, with us. Yes, Omawali straight out of Africa. Straight out of Africa, <laughs> yes. brother. What made you choose the name Omawali Africa? As uh, you, as that's a hard name, name man. Yeah. What's your real name, uh, Otis or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Omawale, um, uh, so I was going by my real name when I was over at the UNIA, yeah. but I told you I left due to some like internal like turmoil, so that was a real big mm -hmm. pivotal mm -hmm. moment. It wasn't Shoemaker, was it? What was that? No, I wasn't. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. <laughs> Your main shoemaker. But no, long story short, yeah. Omowale is the name that was given to um, Malcolm X yeah, um, yeah. when he visited um, the Nigerian Super Society during his, one of his uh, pilgrimages to, to the continent. 
Um, so and reading that and what that what it you know meant the the child who had returned home mm -hmm. like that meant something yeah. to me and reading it so I adopted the name Omawale, and then Africa you know Dr. John Henry Clark says that name should title land, mm -hmm. you know what I mean and as a nationalist a revolutionary nationalist for me like Africa a Garveyite, Africa means the world yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, period. So like that's why I adopted the last name Africa, so Moali Africa. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's dope, man. It's a real, you know, touching story. You didn't even crack a joke on that shit. Like, you I talk shit like, about Africa like, or Malibu, nigga. There's a tear. Yeah. So you used to talk about uh, <laughs> sister, uh, Tamara before we left? Uh, Tamika. Whatever her name her. is. Whatever. <laughs> What's Tamara. the story, me? Oh. <laughs> Tamika Mallory. Tamika Mallory. What's the story? She's in Tamara. But anyway, you talking Braxton? Um, yeah. So uh, I was watching. Uh, don't ask me how I saw a fucking clip of TMZ because <laughs> you see a clip of TMZ. Day? It's like you ain't doing shit yeah. at all, and you just happen to catch that shit. Somebody posted that dumb shit, and I saw Tamika Mallory. And shout out to, 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 to Tamika Mallory because of the fact that she has been out there working. She has been. Okay. Now, I saw something that she was talking about the whole issue of sexism in America. Um, sexism and racism and talking about how sexism is worse than racism in America. Now that shit right there kind of bothered me because of the fact that 55% of uh, white women here in America voted for a motherfucker to say grab him by the... Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You like how I, I, I you caught that. that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you voted for a cat that 55% um, of white women Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, we talk about sexism. So I think we, if we're going to talk about sexism, and it, sexism is serious in America, but to compare sexism and racism, that's, 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 that's kind of a push. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the fact that there are different issues that we fight for, men and women. You know what I'm saying? So racism, uh, sexism is a byproduct of racism, the way we see it. It's like global white supremacy. We take on the, the role of the professor. I mean, excuse me, the uh, oppressor. Oppressor. And, um, you know, we mimic them, you know what I'm saying? Those who, you know, who practice sexism, you know, the patriarchy and all that type of stuff. It is a direct link from white supremacy, white male privilege, so on and so forth. So I wanted to know your take on that. What did you think about? Because I see that um, oftentimes I see you uh, going at folks like my son and some of these other folks. And I think my son dissed you in one of his songs. But go ahead, though. Let me tell you this. <laughs> uh, so first of all, let me clarify. I definitely don't be going. I don't go at like anybody. Um, OK, all right. Let's straighten it out do, now. I, I, have, I, have, I have put. Yes. Don't, I, do, don't do like Kamal with Killer Mike and shit. No, no, I, I like his sweatshirt. Don't, 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 no, don't, no. don't do that. So, so here's, here's the thing, right? Um, one of the things that I state, and this, this is a lesson that I learned from um, my brother Obi Agbona Jr. That, um, Shout out to Obi. You know, our, our generation suffers from um, acute spectrum depri deprivation. Mm -hmm. And what that essentially means is that the spectrum of black political thought, most people in our generation have only been exposed to kind of like, you know, integrationist thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So I put, um, you know, our brother, my son, um, and, and sister Tamika, you know, I put them in that, you know, particular bucket. Um, and that being said, the reason why I said, like, I'm not coming at them, because I think that we should kind of, like, learn from the lessons of the past, right? Malcolm spent a significant amount of time, you know, going at King and calling King, like, handkerchief head and things like that. But the mm -hmm. reality is um, we have to temper our critique by the fact that, you know, those brothers and sisters are out there doing what they think is right, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. So I just wanted to push back yeah, on that yeah. just a little bit. But in terms of uh, the sister's statement, um, I would just uh, echo the sentiments of uh, the, the brother Neely Fuller, Neely Fuller Jr., where he says that um, if you don't understand racism, white supremacy, everything that you think you understand will only confuse you, 
Right, so I don't necessarily fault um, Tamika for saying that because she's a product of her training, right? When you understand, you know, the, you know, how, how do you say, like, a, 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 um, the fruit, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, she mm -hmm. comes out of Al Sharpton. She, she comes right? out of the National Action Network. <coughs> Al Sharpton comes out of Jesse Jackson's Operation Breadbasket. Jesse Jackson comes out of King's SELC. So it's a long, you know, linear progression of civil rights thinking, right? So the statement that she made is a common statement in civil rights circles mm -hmm. because they believe that we've made progress on racism, right, in this country, whereas though we still have a lot more work to do on sexism. This is their thinking, right? So the notion is, you, you'll hear young people in the movement today say, none of us are free until all of us are free. Mm -hmm. And inherent in that statement it, it, it's the belief that black men somehow attain their freedom with the redress um, that was provided via the civil rights movement, but black women and other non-black, other black people who are not black men did not receive any redress. So they make mm -hmm. this argument that we still have work to do. So they're saying that, okay, we've chipped away at racism a bit, but sexism is still the thing. But for me, that's kind of like, it's wrong-headed thinking, but it's thinking that's indicative of the civil rights movement. And I would say my brother, you know, Maison and sister Tamika represent probably of this generation, kind of like the voice of the modern day civil rights movement. The challenge that we have though is that during the civil rights time, you had both voices. Like, so like the nationalist voice uh, was, was out there in prevalence via Malcolm. There is no one speaking, at least that has an audience, kind of character, right, yeah. that is speaking from that um, perspective today. So as a result, you know, most people are only hearing the perspectives of folks like, you know, yeah. sisters. Well, I think you also have a, you, they get to push for more mainstream media. I mean, the only thing yeah. I want to add is, you know, I mean, I, you know, because I want to be careful around the issue of talking about um, sexism as it only relates to white supremacy, because I think sexism yeah. is something that even in African societies or Asian societies uh, uh, is something that still will have to be dealt with, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. there is issues of, of um, even within our community, um, of women suffering from, uh, let's say, intercommunity violence and sexism and so forth. So I think that's the real deal, Holyfield, and that's something that has to be combated. I think similarly, though, I think when we start sort of situating black men, particularly so-called straight black men, as the uh, equivalent to white male oppressors, then we've taken a commentary of, of basically white women liberals and a liberal establishment and made that our struggle as opposed to our joint struggle of all our people around the liberation of our folks. And I'm, 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 I'm glad you pointed it out yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the fact that for clarity, by no means, no means are we condoning any um, issues towards women. In fact, um, if we had it our way, this would be a matriarchal society because of the fact that we know that for the most part, it'd be less ego. Um, but if it would be matriarchal, in my opinion, it'd have to be black-led. You understand what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm not matriarchal for white women and all that shit because you got folks mm -hmm. like Gloria Steinem and all these folks whose primary goal was to, to disrupt and confuse mm -hmm. our movement as a whole. So shout out to all the sisters out there from uh, all these different fronts yeah, yeah, who are yeah. putting in that serious, serious work. And I respect that. So, you know, I want to clarify that because yeah, I don't yeah. want, because some of you goofy motherfuckers are just, <laughs> they said such and such, you know, get the hell out of here. That's not what we yeah. said. But so. we want to get, we want to get to another important thing that happened this week because um, Obama, everyone's favorite black and only black president, yeah. uh, came out. He just has a, a new book that came out called um, a, a Promised Land. Yes. And from that book, he did some interviews and part of the interviews, 
he kind of uh, went to work on the slogan to fund the police. Right. Uh, and so even though, like, you know, I think to fund the police is a good idea. Right. But for me, it's not like, you know, some revolutionary idea. People are just talking about taking funding from the police and putting it into social services. Nothing really all that radical about that to me. Right. But it's used to control sort of the radical organizing and aspects. And again, for this liberal class of folks to capture, like you said, black movement um, and to capture black people and keep them in the Democratic Party and saying that anything outside the framework of sort of a moderate step by step change that they so-called promise us is too radical for us to even deal with. And so therefore, it's silly, shouldn't be thought about, shouldn't be concerned. So basically, it's saying like you take any thought that's around self-determination, nationalism, and all that stuff is crazy. Right. And all the moderate stuff, the, the, Joe, the John Lewis's, the Martin Luther King Jr.'s, that's the, particularly Dr. King in, in 63, 64, that's the ideas that we should be rolling with. Right. So I want to get your, I want to get your, your thought and your thinking on like, the, what, do you, what do you think like the, an Obama type figure is, what's, what's his reason for being in terms of the black community? What should we think about on Obama? His reason for being? Yeah. Um, Obama is a corporate um, creation. Um, he was, um, he was a faux populist candidate, right? They, need to, they needed to foment some type of notion of populism with his candidacy. Um, but it wasn't his policies that were popular. It was him, mm-hmm. his identity, right? The idea of getting a black man um, into the White House, right? So if you go back to 1996, um, uh, Dr. Adolph Reed writes, a, writes an article in The Village Voice where he's warning us about Barack Obama. He's mm-hmm. talking about this new uh, breed of foundation you know, puppets that are being created to essentially mislead the black masses and do away with the black movement, right? So that article, I always point back to that. Uh, another place we can point back to is 2006, right? Um, when Obama is on the campaign trail and he's stomping for um, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. If you listen to um, Obama when he's in Vermont, Speaking for Bernie Sanders, he sounds like a like a white Republican. He sounds no different. You mean All, Hillary Clinton? Yeah, he sounds like he sounds like Hillary yeah. Clinton. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, 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 Obama didn't stomp for. Um, he, he stomped for Bernie Sanders in 2006. No, he didn't. For a president or for uh, uh, no for senator. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, just for yeah, clarity. Yeah. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he he stomped for senator Bernie Sanders oh, okay. in 2006. Senator, but senator. Yeah. but also in 2006, and this is very important. I think your audience should go and research this. Um, um, Barack Obama was invited by Bob Rubin who was um, Clinton's Secretary of Treasury. Uh, They did a project called the Hamilton Project in 2006, was essentially a project to ward off populism that they saw coming down the road. They said that the wealth cap in this country is getting uh, too wide, and as a result, we're gonna start to see lots lots more populist movements Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. arising. Obama was there to kind of like ward off the, the populism. Right, so when we see him last year saying that the Democratic Party is being pulled too far to the left, or that you know certain language is alienating you know the races you know uh, base of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. he's just revealing you know who he is. Like yeah. he's corporate owned, he's a corporate entity, he's a product, he's a brand, mm-hmm. but he does not represent liberation. He does yeah. not represent freedom. He represents the absolute opposite um, for Black people. And I'm just happy that the more and more that he speaks, the more black people are starting to realize that he's an enemy of our freedom. So I think that's important. It's, it's, it's still because of the fact that, that we've been having this convo. This is what we talked about 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and this is it's the same formula that they're using with uh, uh, Kamala. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cut. And it,
Grab a hold of yourself. Open your eyes. Get wise to the exercise. But you got everything else except for the. So you need to start with the Kamala? Okay. So you can come back in, So the same shit. With Kamala? Yeah. It's the same thing as Kamala. Kamala. Oh, Kamala. I'm fucking Kamala. I said Kamala. I was going to say it was important to know that that was the context of Tamika. She was responding to Kamala 2024. Right, right. All right. Five, four, three, two. It's important. Yeah, it's it, it's uh it's ill that we're still having this conversation. Um, it's the same shit, same stuff we talked about twelve years ago when it came to Barack, and um, you know, it's the same formula that's being used with Kamala Harris right now. One of the things that uh, Joe Biden has done is he came with this whole slick move by throwing in this whole uh, 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 group of women yeah. under his under his cabinet. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when we're launching an offensive. The, the, the instant thing that's going to come out of folks who are apolitical and who don't have a clear analysis that we're against women. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the buffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't even you can't even attack this dude because of the fact that he has this wall of defense here mm -hmm. that unfortunately our sisters once again are getting played. They're getting played because of the fact that many of them would jump up and down and claim the same thing because I've seen people when we criticize Kamala, they're like, oh man, because she's a black woman. Look, I don't give a damn if she's a, a black bullfrog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If she hopping her ass on the wrong side of history, mm -hmm. then she has to be dealt with. We don't right. give no, yeah. when, when I'm out of order, I get checked and that's the business. It's not no, well, he's Kalanji, you can't say anything to him. Nobody care about that, that's nonsense. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, we have to be able to deal with the whole criticism, yeah. you know, self-criticism. Representation politics has taken over from actual politics. Right. And so we're going to come back and talk a little bit more with Brother Omawali Africa. We're going to have a what the fuck segment when we come back, Renegade Culture. Hold on. Are we having a what the fuck segment if I can't curse? We're going to say what the fuck segment when we come back, Renegade Culture. <laughs> It's spring again. Oh. <laughs> Everybody knows it's spring again. I like Shout it. out to Biz. There you go, man. The diversity of it. You know what I mean? Uh, oh. uh oh, that's <laughs> over there. Look like. You know what also it is it's time for? You know what else it's time for? What? The R, the E, the N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's Renegade. Word up. Renegade culture. Word up. Oh, Wally, I didn't hear you sing, brother. That was our theme song. Oh, man. Okay, right here, man. He's slipping, Tony. He's slipping. Word up. Word up. He's slipping. Dare you. What's wrong with you? Hey, yo. I'm still number one. 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 So, yo, we got. So, we're going to wrap up our third segment with a what the? segment so we got yeah. some different things happening on i think basically it's anybody else can curse but you be so wait I but before we go is. to what the fuck no no, no that's not that's are not they the still are they still counting trump's 
ballots and shit? Or? Nah. No, I don't. Well, I mean, he still all got the some lawsuits. Though, they, they all the states are certified. He still got some lawsuits that are mostly being dismissed. I think even he's come to the to the realization that he's out and what he's doing now is plotting for 2024. Well, somebody calls Shelly Winters and tell him you can stop counting now. Oh, goddamn, though. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the first thing, I mean, this is kind of a weird segment, uh, weird start of it. Normally, it was like, you know, these kind of things happen, but I think this one is particularly ridiculous, but it spread like crazy over, over social media. So a brother in, in Texas has a restaurant, and apparently, it, uh, I mean, it's not a dance, it's not a dance hall, it is a restaurant. Folks are sitting, eating, and apparently some, some music comes on, and some folks decide to get up, some sisters decide to get up and start twerking. Yep. Then my man comes over and, and reads them the rules and goes deep into, like, you know, how they, they are... Um, making themselves look bad, ain't got no home training and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, my thing is to twerk or not to twerk. That is the question. You know what <laughs> now, I mean? now, the ill thing about it, I just saw something uh, on the way uh, yesterday. I just saw something where he was talking about where he has a partner and it, the partner is saying that he's not no longer affiliated with the restaurant and they're between some type of litigation and lawsuits and all types of other things. So it's a, it's a bit wild. My whole thing about that piece right there, okay, you own the restaurant, you went in, you said what you said, and you told them they don't like it, that they can get the out. <laughs> so they're twerking, and you said that they can get the fuck out. And I saw all, all types of different people having comments around that. My position on that shit is, uh, who gives a damn? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, on the real, it's like so much yeah, stuff yeah. going on, yeah. and we worried about some stinking broads. Oh, my. And his monkey ass <laughs> talking about some damn twerking. And this went viral. I mean, not the community work that's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nothing about Mumia on death row. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nothing about uh, uh, Russell Schultz yep. with, with COVID. Mm -hmm. But you talking about somebody shaking their yeah. ass in a restaurant. And everybody's got an opinion about it. Everybody mm -hmm. got something to say. And listen, I, I've read a lot of y'all stuff and I've seen a lot of your comments and all that. I mean, listen, us. The people, we got to ignore some of this goofy shit. We got to say, you know what? Let's put out our own information. This right here is not newsworthy. Mm -hmm. You just made a whole bunch of unnecessary people popular for no reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I saw the, 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 the sisters twerking. I mean, they shouldn't want to be on camera. That's just my <laughs> opinion. That's my they opinion. They that good at it. So, I mean, uh, so other stuff that's happened in the news. We got brother Casanova is facing... Possibly a life sentence. I wouldn't necessarily call him brother, but you oh. got Casanova. Oh, First bad. of all, he's not a brother. Yeah, he's a brother. Oh, he's a brother. Oh. Malcolm said you don't call him man Every brother. Brother, brother, ain't brother. brother. <laughs> anyway, he's a black man. He's a black man. Yeah. Wait Who knows what the charges are? What's the charges against this dude? Uh, isn't it some gang affiliation yeah, or something? Oh, okay. Pretty much the Bobby Smurder type Rico. thing. Okay. 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 Listen, brothers and sisters. Uh oh. You, Rico Act 2020. Come on, man. Come on, son. Yeah. I can see if you're doing some real shit, but you just run around trying to be tough guy, and you run around calling yourself Castle. First of all, yeah, why you? <laughs> <laughs> you mixing up your brands. You know what I'm saying? You know, he like to 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 to, to be fair to the brother. Like I think that uh -oh. uh, I think that he really did attempt like to put like all of the street stuff. He didn't bring the street stuff into the industry with him. Okay. I, I think that th this situation is probably has more to do with that Takashi Six Nine putting cases. So Takashi snitching on anybody? Yeah, because anybody you, 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 you recall like during the, when Takashi was creating conflict with the whole industry, he was one of the brothers that he tried to 
you know, trick out of his position. And the brother was like, I'm not going to go through that with you. So okay, okay. I think the brother was attempting just to like, listen, my past life was this. I'm not trying to be about that life at all. So I don't think that he mixed the two. So they I want him. They want him to start snitching like Skittlehead. They they basically trying to. It look it looked like they just trying to give him like an all in situation. Like at some point in your past, over the past fourteen years, you was involved with whatever you was involved with. But mm -hmm. while he was in the music industry, he wasn't involved with that. But I think that you know how the government is. They put cases on our people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I would I would argue that it's probably has some Takashi Six Nine probably put cases on half the industry. Is he still alive, Takashi Six Nine? I mean, he's heavily you know guarded by the federal government. He's walking around okay. with agents. Okay. So, he, was, he was just in the club throwing money. So he like Karanga, huh? <laughs> oh, my oh wait a minute. Oh, wait. <laughs> I see oh. just a group in here. Happy Kwanzaa. Go ahead. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, so somebody uh, needs to jump up on this. So there's the, the brother who had, has the gun club. You was talking about this earlier. Grandmaster. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> Grandmaster who? <laughs> Jay? Listen. What, what happened my brother's here at Renegade Culture Call. Everybody brother. Yeah, I don't understand that. Oh, my bad. However, yes. the goofy... Uh, gentleman from the NFAC. The mm -hmm. name of their crew is the what? Not effing Not around crew. Around. Uh -huh. Now, I mean, first and foremost, I don't know who taking you serious when you saying that your crew is called the Not Effing Around Crew. Exactly. In fact, when I first heard that, my initial response was, y'all fucking with me. <laughs> but they said they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So I, I listened to them. So dude, uh, apparently in Louis, Louisville, uh, some feds and police officers claimed that they were on top of a roof and they came to look over the roof to look down at some gentlemen with some guns, some high powered weapons, and that somebody had a flashlight on a gun pointed up at them mm -hmm. on a rifle. And it happened to be this guy. Everybody identified him. OK, now. First and foremost, yeah. this just me. Mm -hmm. I am pro Second Amendment, whether they wrote that shit or not. I'm pro. <laughs> Okay, let the record reflect. I'm not walking around showing anybody my weapons. Why? Because if you ain't my comrade, mm -hmm. then you don't need to see it. Mm -hmm. And if you do see it, mm -hmm. then you shouldn't, nobody should know anything about yeah. you saw it after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I think that that right there is a move by the feds to take, shake the shit off of him for people to believe that, oh, see, he's not a fed. Yeah. What these folks did, and this is just my opinion, they realized that the new Black Panther Party clownship scholarship was up. And then nobody was taking them clowns serious. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, they needed some brand new clowns to come about. Mm -hmm. And who better than a fake ass DJ who was talking about all lives matter and doing security for Trump? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This cat called himself Grandmaster J. The only time we ever seen him DJ was on an invisible turntable set. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Jeff's routine. Yeah, the ill thing about it, the fact that we had renegade culture. I'm a story boycott kind of renegade culture because mm -hmm. we talking about some BS news these days. This, nope. That shit right there. Like, you brought this dude up. What you talking about? You I didn't mean for to about talk him. about him. Oh, man, but anyway, crazy. <laughs> so you know, I mean, the thing I, the I think about is, yeah. is I mean, whether or not I think he's a clown or not, I I do think this uh, sort of brings out the power of the state still. Yes, right? the power of the state to harass folks. To, mm -hmm. to actually, again, even though I don't think this guy is maybe a serious movement people, there were a lot of folks who followed this dude to Stone Mountain and some other places. There's a lot of so folks who followed not, Jim Jones. Well, that's not the point. The point is whether or not they should be following him or not, they were following him. And mm -hmm. so I think that means that that could make him a target. And so whether or not I think he's a true leader of our people, it still doesn't mean I think the feds 
have a right to set him up because once they set him up and they deal with his ass, they're going to set somebody else up who's closer, who's zero movement, and deal with them. They'll probably use, they'll probably use them to do that. Yeah, Good. We also have to be careful because we know how the state plays. We know that the white militia is just an extension of the state. So by default, right, there are two militia groups out there, right? The white militia group, no charges filed against them for mm -hmm. anything. So you're endorsing the white militia, and then the so-called black militia is now being criminalized. So whether or not I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree yeah. with you know the brother for in fact, but the re, if it wasn't him, right? If this was just a blank black figure, right? Regardless of the speculation, I think that we have to keep in mind that the state is essentially criminalizing, which they always would. The idea of black. black. I, re I respect what both of you are saying. Mm -hmm. Did you all see the video? where he is doing security for Trump at a Trump rally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so all that other shit, I don't <laughs> know. I'm just, I'm just trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? Here? Say less, say, like, less, like, say less, say okay, less. Okay, I, I just want to make sure y'all saw what say I saw. Say less, yeah. So y'all theories and speculations, yeah. and that was great. No. But this motherfucker's trying to make America great again. I'm, I'm just putting on, 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 face, on face value as a clown. Save he's a clown. Just yeah. accept him at face value as a clown. I'm just saying the militia piece, the state, you know how they operate. Yeah. So. Yeah. so we want to uh, jump and say, brother, Omar Wale Africa, we want to thank you for coming out and joining us. Yes, sir. For talking about the good work that you do. Uh -huh. Again, the, the documentary is called Un-American Dilemma, yep. The Question of Black Loyalty in the 2020 Election. And where can folks see the documentary at? F folks can go to vimeo.com backslash forward slash on demand forward slash un-American. And if um, folks want to follow you or see you, where can they follow uh, you? Follow at? me on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to be talking about Twitter. I'm not going to be. I mean, follow me on Twitter. I'm not going to be talking about twerking in a, a nonsense like that. Do me, of course, you said. Yeah, exactly. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to be talking about Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, talking yeah. about porn, uh, huh? Definitely. Uh, we, we need to be supporting uh, Russell Maroon shows, as, as, as you yes. stated. The brother Free uh, does have uh, COVID-19 and stage four cancer, and he's in Pennsylvania State Prison. Mm -hmm. um, there's a movement right now to get the brother out on compassionate release. So if you can, if you hear this, let, let's let's do something to get together to get organized to get that man. Free. I, I want to say too because we 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 mentioned Russell Maroon Schultz and many of us don't know why they call him Maroon okay part of the reason his name is Maroon is because of the fact that uh, he escaped prison mm -hmm. two or three times mm -hmm. I believe three times so definitely he's a real strong yeah, brother right. you know what I'm saying and and we have to really begin to research and and uh, uh, and, and really get into who our political prisoners are, mm -hmm. who our, our, our freedom fighters are, because it's very important. One thing that Minister Server does that uh, is getting a lot of traction these days is he talks about hip hopstery. Um, in the month of February, we're gonna do a black history version. Where we're gonna be talking about revolutionary heroes, so Server's getting that thing ready you know, for February. So stay up, we thank y'all for coming out for the show, Renegade Culture. Yes, support us on Patreon. is chilling. Kiss is chilling. Yeah. What, what more can, can I say? Top billing. That's what we get. We got it good. And since you understood, what would you, you? Yeah. clap your hands, your hands, you clap. If your girl's out of place, it's your girl out. Me too, movement. Me too. Yeah. Uh-oh, Tiff got the dance down pack. I stole your girl while you was in prison. Jail. For MC assault. I had a flashback. I had a flashback. I had a flashback. Okay. Yo, so we back uh, with our special guest. Our yes. Our musical guest, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have Minister Server do an intro. Who do we have with us, Minister Server? Hey, listen, we have a phenomenal artist, Tiffany Good. Okay. Uh, she is a jazz trumpeter. Oh. 
You know what I'm saying? And she's one of the ones that's on the cutting edge. She released a project called A Good Day. It's been uh, number one on Bandcamp for like 27 weeks, something like that. And okay. phenomenal. You know, again, when you see her perform, you know that she's been touched. Especially, she's here from Atlanta. She's my sister, Tiffany Good. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to the Good family. Good family been doing good things around here. Big up to the Good family. Big up to John Good. Yes. Brother. Big up to Josh, too, doing his thing. Okay, okay. Tiffany, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So, so um, man, they've been telling us that, you know, your, your, your trumpet has been bringing down the walls of Jericho around his mouth. <laughs> Um, what, what, what got you into, into the whole, you know, cause I was in band myself. A lot of folks don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Okay then. I was world renowned with my flute and my <laughs> drums and my guitar. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't go too far. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what got you into, uh, the trumpet and who were some of, who were some of the people that, uh, inspired you? Influences. Um, well, I started playing trumpet in third grade and, um, I actually started because my dad brought it home one day. Um, he would frequent uh, the local little liquor store down the street where, you know, if you know about local liquor stores, you do a lot of bartering. So it was nothing for my dad to come home with some steaks, some TV, you know. This particular day, he came home with a trumpet. And he was like, hey, who wants to play this trumpet? And um, I was like, I want to play it. And my brother, if y'all know, my brother's John Good. My brother was like, he didn't want no piece of it anyway. Um, so... I ended up playing the trumpet. It was it was this real dilapidated trumpet with a cornet mouthpiece. It was a horrible trumpet. I don't know if I ever actually played that trumpet because I don't know if it was playable. Um, but they put it in a um, brown paper bag one morning, the first day of school. I walked to school with it, and my love for trumpet began. I always say trumpet chose me. I didn't choose trumpet. It came into my house. Okay, so you was like the satchmo of the family. <laughs> huh? I said you was like Satchmo. You was walking around playing your, playing your joint, getting getting down with it. Uh, with my with my trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, like like what of um, server talking about? You know, he said that you've been number one in the band camp charts for like 180, yeah. 187 weeks. Killing them. I mean, uh, where can folks find your project aside from band camp? Because we know that um, you know. Yeah, so it's on definitely on Bandcamp. It's been 33 weeks. It's been number the number one modern jazz album. Mm. It fluctuates for the number one in Atlanta. It fluctuates between the number one album jazz album period in Atlanta and the number one fusion jazz album between number one and number two. It fluctuates. So yeah. I have to look and see which one it is today. Is it one or two? Um, but you also can find it anywhere. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Amazon. I mean, it's even on Napster. I was like, look at that. Napster still exists. Wow. I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, you can oh, find wow. it anywhere. I was going to say, I, I think you and Professor Griff, the only people I know that got something on Napster right now. <laughs> 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 but that's dope. I didn't know. Like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, what you going to play for us tonight? You going to play a song for us tonight? You know what you're going to play? Say it again. Oh, I said you're going to play a song for us tonight. you know what you're going to play? Yeah, I'm going to play the uh, first single off of the album. This was the, um, I actually released the album during the whole um, quarantine. Um, I released the album, uh, totally just kind of walked through this whole little fear thing I had about releasing it and um, look at God. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first single that I released from it before I released the full project was called Forward Movement. 
uh, it's inspired by Miles Davis, uh, song All Blues, um, and uh, the cyclical nature of the whole song made me say, hey, you know what, I want to do something like that. So that's the song I'm going to do for you guys. That's dope. All right. Get my horn. Want to hear it? Here you go. <laughs> Tiffany Good, Want to hear it? Here you go. All right. Hey, while you're doing that, could you say, uh, this is Tiffany Good and I rock with Renegade Culture? I'm sorry. Can you say, this is Tiffany Good and I rock with Renegade Culture? Yeah, this is Tiffany Good and I'm rapping with Renegade Culture. Thank you. Okay, all right. All right, we ready. You ready? Appreciate that. Thank we you so much, it. Tiffany. We really appreciate you for coming on. Thank uh, you for having me. Y'all have a great evening. Yes, tell the people how they can find you. You can find me um, on Instagram at Life's Good, good with the E on the end, L-I-F-E-S-G-O-O-D-E. Same for Twitter. Um, if you're on Facebook, if you have my, my age and you're on Facebook, then you can find me at Tiffany Good. And you can find me, um, my website is goodstuff, G-O-O-D-E, stuff.net. And so uh, if you go on Good Stuff, you can find out all about me. You can see where I'm playing next, all those types of things. Cool. We're definitely going to invite you back on, hopefully once the whole uh, pandemic, you know, gets down or whatever, and you're not afraid to be around Minister Server and Naka, <laughs> then um, we'll certainly invite you back over here. Right. In, in the, in the Thank you. I'd be honored to come back. I'm going to have a new project by then, so I'd be honored to. Sounds Thank good. So much, much success to you, sis. Appreciate right. you, sis. Appreciate you. Boom. Yes, be That's safe. Thank tonight, you. Renegade culture, we out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>